Miracy. I'm not a fan of it because if that's the norm, if that's the standard, then doing it doesn't differentiate you in any way. I don't see a purpose to doing something just like everybody else is doing. You're not going to stand out by doing that. So, Hello and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way. I'm Linda Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters. And I'm here with my co-host, Ari Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Miracy. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business, yes, blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success. But as we all know, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're going to dive into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we explore the massive impact that guaranteeing results can have on not only your sales, but also on the quality of your programs and the strength of your team. There are some very specific nuances to the strategy that you're going to want to pay attention to. Our guest is Danny Eney. Danny is the founder and CEO of Miracy, a company that supports coaches, consultants, and expertise-based entrepreneurs to grow their businesses in general, and in particular, through the vehicle of hybrid online courses. Welcome to Danny, and let's jump right into the conversation. Every time you sell a program, every time you have an offer, there's an implicit promise. And my belief is that if you make a promise, you should stand behind it. My kids have taken to quoting me back to me. That's how you know that a message is sticking. A say is the same as a promise, right? If you said it, it's a promise. And so from the very early days, we would include a guarantee that if you don't get a result that we're promising, there would be recourse for you. So either you would get your money back or we would top you up or we've done double your money back guarantees on some cases. We've experimented in recent years with pay what you can structures, but different formulations of allowing people the option of having as much confidence as they possibly can that we will stand behind our promises and get them an outcome. So this is about your business blowing up. How would you say that doing that helped your business Sales are fundamentally about trust and anything you can do to bridge that trust gap to say, look, you can feel safe making this investment because I am 100% behind it. And I believe that this is going to be successful and I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. It gives people confidence. And as we leaned into that strategy more and more over the years, we saw a greater and greater both response from the market, but that kind of emboldened us to go further in terms of, well, what can we actually guarantee? What would we have to bake into this program to guarantee the results that we want to guarantee? And the unintended, but very pleasant consequence is that having that accountability actually made us better over time. So that initially, kind of, we went out on a limb and said, hey, I'm going to guarantee this outcome that I believe you will get. And, and if not, I don't deserve your money, so you'll have it back. But continuing to make those guarantees kind of raised the bar further and further in terms of what we are on the hook to deliver and what we are learning to be able to do consistently and reliably. And so it got us to the point where we can legitimately deliver things that nobody else in the industry can and guarantee it 
And now there are a number of other players slash competitors in the space who, oh yeah, we also guarantee results. When we say that we guarantee results, you know, it's three lines of explanation on our sales information, that's it. When our competitors say we guarantee results, there's always like an asterisk and a link, and then there's 12 pages of fine print. So it's like only if you jump through this and that hoop and you attend every recording and they essentially design it to make it so that they're making the promise, but don't actually have to deliver. I won't say that I'm the only one to offer it currently, but I will say that I'm the only one to offer it in a way that really means it. I think that we all have an idea of what guaranteeing results means, but in practice, in the programs um, that Miracy actually delivers, what does guaranteeing results look like? Yeah, so it looks different depending on the program because what you're promising is different and what it takes for the student or the entrepreneur who's going through the program is different as well. So if you look at our various course builder programs, right, where we teach people how to build and sell online courses, grow an online course, they all work under some form of a guarantee of you will make X dollars in revenue from selling your courses. And that X is always equal to or greater than what they're spending to invest in the program. Makes it a no-brainer kind of situation. We don't play a game of gotcha. There's no like, oh, no, no, you, you've missed that worksheet or you didn't fill out that last field on that last form or you, you know, didn't attend this recording of a call to the end on, on that Friday three months ago or something like that. The rule of thumb that we have is that you have to have given it a fair shot. And so if you reach out to us nine months after joining the program, you say, hey, I didn't get a result. We're just going to look at a quick you know, message history and say, did you reach out for help? And if we haven't heard from you in six months, then, okay, you didn't give it a fair chance. You didn't give us a fair chance to help you. But if you've been in regular correspondence, if you've been doing the work and submitting your assignments, if you gave it a fair effort, then we should give you your money back or top you up to the amount that you invested or some variation of making you whole. In our larger, more involved programs, like the, the business acceleration program, ACES, that Ali, you're the head of strategy for, that's just a much more involved commitment on the part of our entrepreneurs. And so we guarantee that in addition to breaking the business bottleneck that's holding you back to enable that massive growth, that blowing up in your own business, you will make back at the very least every penny of your investment with us. And if you don't, our guarantee is that we will keep working with you for as long as it takes. And in the vast majority of cases, what it takes is, you know, a few more months beyond the year. And so it sounds like there's the boilerplate money back. So it's not always that. It can be anything else that actually helps people achieve what they want to achieve through your programs. Oh, yeah, it could be anything. I'm actually very much against the standard boilerplate. You know, you have 30 days to change your mind and get your money back kind of deal. It doesn't encourage committed consumer decisions from your students and customers. And that's not an energy that leads to success for anyone. But also, I'm not a fan of it because if that's the norm, if that's the standard, then doing it doesn't differentiate you in any way, right? I don't see a purpose to doing something just like everybody else is doing. You're not going to stand out by doing that. So I would always want my guarantee to be bolder, stronger, more aggressive, interesting in some way. Otherwise, what's the point? So is there anybody that this is not good for? Like, all of the people who are listening now, could every single one of them go and use a strategy like this? I wish that everybody out there selling something was confident in the outcome they could deliver, but a lot of people are not nearly as confident as they should be, and they're certainly not willing to put their money where their mouth is. And so obviously, if you don't feel confident you can deliver an outcome, then you should not 
be guaranteeing results, but you know, arguably you should not be selling what you're, <laughs> what you're selling either. Um, or at least you should be looking at scaling back your promises or shoring up what it takes to deliver on those promises. Another consideration is quantifiability. You have to figure out, well, how can I quantify this? I often hear, oh, but I'm, I'm in a space that is not easily quantifiable. It's more doable than people often think. So I'll give you an example. I ran a program years and years ago that was all about helping people craft and present compelling offers. How would I tie that directly to revenue? I don't know what they're selling. I don't know the price point, the scale of their reach. I don't know how far along they are in their business. All I'm teaching them is how to codify and present an offer that is compelling and do it with confidence. It's very hard to quantify. The question fundamentally is, what will feel different? What will be different? And so the guarantee that I offered on that program was as long as you put in the time, you do the work, et cetera, then I guarantee that you will feel dramatically more comfortable making an offer and feeling good about it. And here's the criteria. If you go through the whole program and you can look me in the eye and say that you do not feel dramatically more confident in your offer and your ability to present it, I'll put you on a plane. I will fly you to me. I'll pay for your hotel. I will spend the day working with you personally on getting everything to where you want it to be. How did you measure confidence? Well, I didn't measure confidence. I measured their ability to look me in the eye and say they hadn't gained it. So if they can say it and they can look me in the eye and they're okay doing that, then we're good. I trust their integrity. So would that be the case, for example, with a life coach, you know, who's helping people transition into, say, another phase of their life? It could be. I mean, the hypothetical life coach would have to get clear for themselves on, well, what is the outcome people actually want? How will they know if this is successful? What do they get out of it, et cetera, rather than, you know, well, coaching is awesome. It just helps everyone with all kinds of things, you know, and my customers can connect the dots in terms of the benefits. Would it be wise to do a measurement at the beginning of working together and then a measurement at the end, like on a scale of one to 10, how great do you feel or something along those lines? I mean, it could be as long as you're using a measurement or instrument that has some validity, right? Dollars of revenue are quantifiable. Speed at which you can run a mile is quantifiable. Number of push-ups you can do before falling on your face is quantifiable. Whereas how are you feeling today? It's subjective. Now, that's okay. It's okay that it's subjective as long as the scale is valid over time and as long as it's not easy to game. If you're filling out like a 10-point assessment and you're doing it every day so we can track progress every day, that's one thing, right? If you just fill out, you know, how are you feeling today on a scale of 1 to 10 at the beginning? And at the end, it's how are you feeling today on a scale of 1 to 10? And by the way, you know that if your answer is below what it was before, then you're going to get your money back. Then that's not a super valid <laughs> way of measuring how people are doing. What I find really interesting about this whole strategy is that it's very powerful, risk reversal. But it also causes you to essentially improve programs as you go along. And I'm assuming that's kind of thought out, like that, that's part of the point. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so that's very much by design. Like I mentioned earlier, I have like 100 people who work for me. And a big part of my job is to make sure everyone is rowing in the same direction. Everyone knows what we're looking to create. And from my perspective, a guarantee is primarily a tool for alignment and accountability. I, I don't offer guarantees primarily because it takes away the risk and makes it easier for people to buy. That's just, you know, the cherry on top of the cake. I offer guarantees like this because it creates alignment within our organization. It makes it so that 
all hundred of the people who work for me know exactly what we're on the hook to deliver. There's no squishy, well, were they satisfied? They were happy. You know, I did a good job. They smiled at the end of the call. It's like, no, none of that matters. We are on the hook to deliver an outcome, right? And it allows everyone to be rowing in the same direction to make that happen. And it's what leads to programs getting better and better over time. Now, I would argue that guaranteeing a result will get you more sales, even initially. It'll also get to more refunds, right? Most likely because the first time you do anything, it's going to really make visible all of the areas where your, your program, your service, your, your delivery is not as good as you thought it is. And so you'll lose some money there. But then you'll know what all those things are and you'll be able to make it better the next time. And if you do that cycle after cycle, you really find yourself in a place where what you're offering is just in a whole different category from what anyone else is offering because they never wanted to be accountable in that way. Let's say there are people who are starting from the very beginning, or maybe they're starting from midway through their experience level. What needs to be in place for them to be able to offer this? You start with, okay, what is the ultimate outcome that they want? What would they want guaranteed in a perfect world? Then you say, if I stretch, can I, can I feel confident I can make that happen for people who put in the time and do the work? And if the answer is no, then you ask yourself, well, what's the next best thing? Right? If I dial it back a bit, what could I guarantee? And maybe the answer is even then, I just don't feel confident. And so don't guarantee anything, but act as if you're guaranteeing it. Right? Work to make the program better so that next time you can. But always guarantee the very best that you can at whatever juncture you are. Or if you're feeling bold, just a little bit more, knowing that you might have to follow through on that guarantee for some people, but it will make you better. And so it's worthwhile. You want to always look at, you know, how can I push the envelope just a little bit more with each iteration to keep raising the bar on what you're delivering? Because that's where long-term competitive advantage comes from. The best guarantee is the one that will give people the maximal amount of confidence in what you're offering and that will never be claimed. That's why the whole, you know, do you want the extended warranty on the toaster thing is always a scam. If they're offering for you to buy another year of warranty, they know that it's going to last beyond that year barring some random craziness, right? So in the same way, you always want to ask yourself, what is the most bold and aggressive thing that I can guarantee? I have a feeling that people will be listening, thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have so many people trying to game the system. It's an extreme minority of people. So what we found is that you've got a few groups. Most people put in the time, do the work, get the result. They live happily ever after. It's all good. Another small but not insignificant portion of people just never get around to doing the work. They never put in a serious effort. They, of course, don't get a result, but they understand that that's on them and it's all good. You've got a very small minority of people, like literally out of thousands of people who've joined our programs, you know, single digits number of people who put in the time, do the work. It just doesn't work for them for whatever reason. And they're entitled to a refund or a top up of their cash or whatever the terms are that we're guaranteeing. And then you've got another very small subset of people who didn't put in the time, didn't do the work. It's, you know, a year, two years later, they're feeling bad about the fact that they bought something they never used. And so they'll kind of try to, yeah, but it didn't work, but this, but that, but can I have a refund? And, you know, we draw a hard lines. Like, no, you obviously, you did not put in the work. You did not do what you're supposed to. We're still happy to support you. You still have access to the program, but that does not fly. But it's a minority of people who will do that. It's extremely rare that someone will try to just game the system. It'll happen. At one point, we were doing uh, virtual training. So they sign up for free, come to the whole training. If you feel like you didn't get 
more than your time is worth, then let us know. We'll send you $50. And we did have one guy who signed up with seven different email addresses and tried to claim it with all of them. And I think he got a couple hundred dollars out of us before we caught it. And we stopped doing that. It's a little bit unfortunate. and It's mostly just really sad. A general rule of thumb is that you will see an increase in sales on the front that will more than offset what you will have to reimburse on the back. And just take a little bit of that increase in sales and put it in a special savings account just in case. I'd like to take a step aside and ask you a few personal questions. So this podcast is about blowing up, right? So what happened for you? How did your business change? What did success look like for you? How did your life change? We've grown very rapidly over the years, some years a little faster, some years a little slower. But our average growth over the last decade was 50% year over year, every year. So we've grown dramatically, zero to 11 million in revenue and counting, um, 100 people and counting on the team. It's been incredibly rewarding. It's, it's been the ride of my life. Well, so what happened personally? Were you struggling to pay rent? Now you've got five houses. I mean, what personally for you has been rewarding in this regard? Well, I mean, as a matter of fact, that's almost exactly right. (laughs) So here's the thing, you know, all those pictures about, you know, internet marketers posing in front of their Ferraris. I, I think it's in poor taste. I think what matters is that you have more than you need and you can invest in the things you want. People ask sometimes, what was your deep desire when you started your business? I say my deep desire was to pay rent every month. That was really what I wanted to be able to do. And now, yeah, I mean, fast forward you know, a little more than a decade. I live in a great house with my wife and my two kids. My mom lives across the street. We were able to help make that happen. We have an investment property. We have a summer cottage. We are invested in a couple of other places. So yes, just about five houses. Wow. It's how it worked out. But <laughs> that not, was a total stab in the dark. <laughs> share or brag about if you hadn't asked it in exactly yeah. those words. <laughs> but more to the point, I have more than I need, and I can spend my time and my resources on projects that I find meaningful and fulfilling and help other people on things that are important for them. A bigger number that I find exciting is that there's a charity we support called Pencils of Promise that helps provide quality education to children around the world. And over the years, we've donated close to $100,000 to this charity through what we do at Miracy. That's the number that's more exciting. Okay, so I'm going to ask one more question, (laughs) see if I can dig in a little deeper. I just want to know what it feels like. Like, what does it feel like for this to have happened for you? I hope my answer isn't going to be unsatisfying. I mean, it's, it's exhilarating. It's fun. No question about that. It is great to know that I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay rent or my mortgages or if I want to go on a trip with my kids or, you know, raise a bunch of money for a charity or whatever. I'm not taking away the wonderful experience of not having to worry about those things and having that freedom and flexibility. But that aside, it's not very different than how I felt before. It's just a little more stable, a little more secure. All right. I tried my best. I'm sorry. I'm, not, I'm just, you know, <laughs> it's amazing. I have so much money. It's so cool. I'm not going to say that. That's just not. <laughs> Danny, be the hype guy. Be the I hype know. guy. Come on. <laughs> Maybe that's your role, Ari. Ari is Danny's brother, so maybe that's what you need to be doing. Be the hype guy? No, the, yeah. We're, yeah. Doesn't run in the family. <laughs> <laughs> Since we're not getting anything out of you here, 
I'll go back to the idea of guaranteeing results. Where do people get confused? Like, where do people get stuck? So there are two places. One is just, it's scary to be accountable to something you haven't been accountable to before and to voluntarily take on that accountability. And so that trips people up. And then, well, what exactly do I guarantee? And what are the conditions and so forth? But the other place that it gets tricky is with the marketing. Since this is such a bold thing that they haven't done before, there's then a tendency to overfocus on the guarantee and make the guarantee everything that you're selling. It's not sign up for my amazing program that teaches you how to do all these great things and get these great outcomes and results are guaranteed. It's sign up for my program that has guaranteed results and is about this thing that I teach. And that tends to attract the buyers who are less interested in what you're teaching and they're more interested in just a magical, sure thing. Still, you want to focus on whatever your core value proposition is. You want to use the guarantee to emphasize trust, but if you lean into it too much, then that becomes the fixation and people start ignoring what they're actually buying. Where do you put the guarantee? Do you put it on your sales page? Do you put it on your checkout page? It's on the sales page. It'll be mentioned on the checkout page with a bullet or two as well. You know, I'll mention it on a webinar. It's like to top up what is already great that you've presented. So all of those places. Yeah, don't hide it. Lean into it because it's a great thing that you're doing that is a differentiation. Just make sure the value proposition is what's front and center. Do you have people click or sign anything saying, I agree to this policy? There's always an agreement because they're you know, clicking on a link that says, yes, I agree to these things. But sometimes there are more steps than others. So as a for example, um, we just did this pay what you can structure. So they pay a $500 activation fee. And then after a little while in the program, they're asked, okay, it's time to choose. What can you pay? And they choose a number and they're going to pay four monthly installments of that number. At the end, they get a confirmation saying, all right, thank you. Um, This is what you've chosen, four monthly payments of this. And we're still getting a few people who are like, no, it wasn't clear that it was four payments. Said so on the page. You have to check a box that said, yes, I understand it's four payments. When you press the button, it popped up a pop-up saying, are you sure it is four payments of this? And they said yes. So in any area where people might be prone to skimming through, you want to make sure it's extra clear. That's a really good point. Actually, with this pay-what-you-can structure, we added a step and added friction in our sales process. Usually, it's sales page. You click the button, go to checkout, you're done. Um, Or sometimes on a webinar, you might go straight to checkout. In this case, after clicking yes on the sales page, it opens up an are you sure page. It's like, just want to make sure you understand the terms. Here's a short video recapping it. Here's all the bullets. Are you sure this is something you want to do? Click here, yes. And so nobody could buy without going through that page. Now, does that mean we didn't still have a few people who are like, it wasn't clear? Sure. But there is no way they can reasonably make that case. So did anything surprise you about this entire process of guaranteed results? Well, I mean, the whole thing of it surprised me because initially it wasn't a business strategy. It was just, it felt like the obvious thing to do. I'm making a promise I should stand behind it. And seeing that people really responded to it, that it was kind of a breath of fresh air in an industry that made empty promises. I mean, frankly, it was discouraging about the industry as a whole, but it was encouraging that, hey, this could be a strategic opportunity for us to lean into. And we did, and it worked great. So let's talk. I don't know about you, but I came away from that deep dive into guarantees thinking, wow, ballsy. 
I mean, guarantees really make you stand behind what you're offering and push you into being constantly on the lookout for how to upgrade and improve. And yes, guarantees will help you make more sales, but I also find it a humbling strategy in a way, like guaranteeing a specific result says, I am in service to you. And that feels really good and really refreshing. Big thanks again to Danny for sharing his hard knocks, his expertise, and his awesome tips on results-based guarantees. Be sure to download Danny's gift to you, the audiobook version of his excellent book, Effortless, which is a step-by-step process for creating a lucrative business built on your terms, not what others preach you need to be doing. You can grab your copy of it at blowingup.rocks forward slash Danny. That's blowingup.rocks forward slash Danny. Danny Eaney is my brother, but beyond that, he's the founder and CEO of Miracy. You can find out more about Danny and Miracy at miracy.com. That's M-I-R-A-S-E-E.com. Blowing Up is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Making It and Once Upon a Business. This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda Claire Puig. Cynthia Lamb is our managing producer and Danny Eaney, our executive producer. Post-production is by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Ready? And make Make your your business business blow. (laughs) 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 Okay, we'll do it after three. One, two, three. And And make make your your business business blow blow up. up. Close. (laughs) Close enough. I think we'll play with that. Fair. (laughs) Miracy. I certainly am willing to admit what I don't know. I tend to hold my truths lightly. I try not to have you know, very firm convictions because I recognize that when you move up an organization, your information is limited because you have a greater breadth of responsibility. I'm Sharon Richmond. I'm an executive coach and consultant with more than 30 years experience working with C-level executives To Lead as Human is the podcast for you if you want to supercharge your leadership by bringing all of yourself into your role. Listen as our guests reveal their hard-won lessons and share their deep humanity. I think the turning point for me was when I realized that I want people to tell me what they think, and they're afraid. They were, honest to God, afraid to tell me things. It's like... I checked all the damn boxes, but I am so alone.
And I'm so unhappy. I'm burning myself out. And when I started looking at like, you know, my fears going into the shadows, sharing it with others, the very thing that would be a nightmare for most people in the workplace is the very thing that led me to my dreams. My guests know that the influence they have as top leaders comes with an equal measure of responsibility for all their stakeholders. They not only deliver great results for their customers and investors, they do so by building organizations that provide purpose, meaning, and a healthy work environment for their employees. One of the hallmarks of good leadership is clarity. If there isn't clarity around the goals, that creates confusion, that, that creates chaos. What's the end goal? What are we trying to achieve? And that makes people's jobs more purposeful and people are clearly enjoying that. People who are making their own decisions, they're significantly more motivated in doing what they're doing. Yeah, I've really seen the maturity and growth of those individuals. And I think that we've now kind of really been able to create a lot of autonomy and give people a lot of freedom to do their best work. So not rocket science, nothing too crazy, but uh, you know, that was definitely a journey. I hope you'll join us every other week as we talk with these inspiring leaders and learn from the very human challenges and successes they've experienced on their own leadership journeys. And you ask me questions that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I know what my values are. So I know they're there, but I'm not sure that they're articulated. So thanks for asking me those questions. They were hard.